This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, Mixologist. It's your girl, Moni. And I'm so happy to be able to put this episode out for you guys today. It's a bonus episode for my birthday. Yes, I'm taking the Stasi approach where it is all about me. And I'm so excited to have been born. My birthday matters so much. Mainly to me. <laughs> well, I had to put something special out. So brand new Patreon and brand new bonus episode. This one is by, well, with my friend, one of the best content creators on Instagram. Very funny. Very cool. Bravo, bravo, ducking bravo, of course, is here. And we have a great time talking all things bravo on this bonus episode. So you're still going to get your hot takes. You're still going to get your bravo content. Nothing else has changed. Moni's just sipping something for her birthday, but still wanted to give a gift to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this special episode. And happy birthday to me (laughs) in like a non-narcissistic way. Because really, who really wants to be Stassi? No one. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, Okay. Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni. You are mixing with mine. Okay, welcome back to the show. I am so excited because I'm doing a bonus episode um, as a big thank you to everyone who helped me reach my goals for my third grade classroom and for actually even more classrooms at our school. I was able to help and even give back to some of the teachers too. I wanted to definitely do a fun bonus episode for the month and talk just the Bravo stuff that y'all never get to hear from me that I never get to finish because I talk way too long on episodes where we have so much to discuss and cover. So I was like, why not just shoot the shit and who better to do it with than one account who is big in the Bravo sphere and is so good at dish and tea and loves the mess just like all of us. I know you already follow her, but just in case you don't, at Bravo, Bravo, ducking Bravo safe for children (laughs) is here and I'm so excited thank you so much for doing this with me of course I'm really happy to talk to you today about all things mess yes oh my gosh what a mess we are in always it seems like 
every time I turn on, I open up Instagram, there is something happening. I feel like at this point, I don't even know what shows are even coming mm-hmm. back, what are staying. How, what did you think about the Shaw's news that it was canceled after nine seasons? I did not expect that. I didn't see that coming. I was really shook. I mean, last season, that that crew, when they're good, they're great. And I yes. will be wiping tears of laughter. Just their dynamics together. Yes. And I think that's why the show is so popular because it really is like a group of siblings who have known each other for almost their whole lives. And I, I adore that show. I adore everybody on it, even, you know, the people who fight, the people who love all of them. And I'm really shocked about it because they, I thought last season was really strong. I thought they had good viewership. Um, Me so too. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Yeah. And I, you know, raised concerns that it was somehow connected to, you know, the whole Mike. Well, of course. Um, yeah, that's the drama. first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it happened like two days before. And then all of a sudden, here we are. He's get, we're getting canceled. For those who don't know, if you're busy working or, you know, living a life outside of TV. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Shuhev from Shaw the Sunset was arrested on and had charges filed for domestic violence. As far as we know, Paulina and him were still together. When this happened, I don't want to speak for now. I know she probably just wants like privacy and I'm sure she's glad that this isn't going to be on TV. But my thought was just cancel him. (laughs) Just fire him. Well, you know, my first thought here is like, if they're not connected, because Mike and his lawyer came out and said, this never happened. There was never an assault, blah, 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 whatever it was. And then, uh, you know, there's other stuff out there and we don't know, right? We, we're just we're just getting news from day yeah. to day. But another uh, report came in and said it wasn't Paulina. She wasn't involved. So who knows? Ooh. Who knows? It could have been anything. It could have literally been someone else in his family because that's also a thing. Absolutely. Exactly. It could have been a brother. It could have been anything. We don't know. But yeah. I would say that Bravo is messy as hell for announcing the cancellation of a show two days after that happens, <laughs> if it's not connected. If there's no yes. connection, y'all are messy as hell for doing that. So messy because why? Like that would, you know, we're all going to draw the conclusion that it's his fault. And they're like, yeah, we get off scotch free. We're simply just standing up for against domestic violence. Mm-hmm. But again, you could have also just fired him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't imagine why it would need to be canceled that's my thing because i don't i don't think the ratings are any this is going to get shady but i don't think the ratings are any lower than watch what happens live i I don't think the ratings are any lower than vanderpump rules or summer house which has never gotten higher than like 500k okay i'm glad you said and i didn't i've never watched summer house (laughs) and i can't get into Uh, it i'm sorry it's decent binging the first season was okay now you know they were finding their footing. I liked the first season when they got rid of like 90% of the cast in the first season. <laughs> I kind of hopped off and I was like, well, why would I go back? I don't got understand. It. I have yeah. like no reason to come back. But it got better. And I do like um, uh, the current seasons, like the last two I binged during quarantine and they, they were they were really good yeah. to binge. I think they're good like light TV to do like while you're like cooking or doing dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But mindless. weekly television appointment? No, not <laughs> Like, oh, I can't wait for the next one to air. Mm-mm. it's pretty much just the bravo accounts that are watching at this point got it well yeah i mean that's what's so weird about canceling a whole show right because then they say oh no but we're gonna have a spinoff on peacock and so again i have two thoughts here number one how rude to pretty much look at <laughs> nima and destiny and other people in the eye and be like 
bye. We're just going to have a show, you know, featuring these three, which is, you know, Gigi, MJ, and Reza on Peacock. Because that's what we're actually here for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're pretty great. But, and then I'm like, how? I don't know. It just seems like, is this a ploy to just push everything to Peacock at some point? Yes. I don't really know. My theory is that Dallas will be on Peacock in the next year. Don't say these words to me. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about that franchise. It needs to stay away. No, I think they found so much success with Miami coming on Peacock. People were buying it just for a show that was dilapidated. Yeah, so I'm know. sure that they will actually buy it for shows that they recognize and like. I think Bravo, they're not getting enough ratings for how much they're spending in ad space. Mm. Their we'll ratings see. are in the freaking toilet. Like everyone from Housewives of New Jersey to, you know, it, it's like it's a triple effect. It's yeah. trickling down into other shows. Like OC, yes, this was like their second most historically lowest ratings year i think they'll get canceled and then probably make its way over to peacock i'm curious to see what they do with their whole roni thing two shows when roni was not even making enough for one show to get renewed in mm -hmm. ratings the fact that they're going to do two one with a cast we don't know and one with old people that we hopefully like enough to watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah concerned I, about that i mean there is such a thing as saturating the market <laughs> mm -hmm. so It'll be interesting. Or maybe they're giving everybody a different, you know, slice of what they're into. It's like, you like, you know, the old crew. Great. There's a show for you. You like this. There's a show for you. You get a show. You get a show. So maybe they're just testing things and seeing what sticks. Might be it too. Maybe nobody knows what they're doing over there. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. When shows I think they should cancel don't get canceled and shows that I am like shocked mm -hmm. that they canceled do get canceled. Like, I'm yeah. still over here holding out hope with everybody else, even though I know it's not going to happen because I'm a realist. But for Southern Charm Nola, like, uh -huh, I don't want to let go of New Orleans. That was probably the best version of the show that they had. And I've watched the first one since day one and Me used too. to love it. Me too. Yeah. Like, I thought that I thought that Nola was just like a really fresh mm -hmm. take. It was like a really sweet, nice one. I liked that one a lot. And here we are without it and with no words. They just like, yep. it never came back. <laughs> I know. It's so weird how they do that with some shows. And then they just yeah. you know, keep churning and out other things. They don't. So, yeah, yeah, it's just so weird. Because again, I'm like, okay, then I'm waiting for a announcement on Vanderpump Bulls at any moment. <laughs> because I loved VPR the first like seven seasons. And it's just not giving what it used to give. Mm. Yeah. It's really not. The, the, like most of the people who even made the show are gone, but like went out because they're icky. So we can't even like ask them back because yeah. we don't want the ick factor. Uh -huh. And it just kind of makes people feel so compromised for liking people that they know are icky. Yeah, they, they need to find new magic. TV. You know, it's they like do. trying to find new people in their life. Like I know. <laughs> this is what I say all the time. It's like you can't. There's there's so many amazing, creative, hilarious, funny people all over the place. They've got yeah. to have other options. I don't know why they keep like dredging into the same stale bucket over and over. Yeah, especially for the amount of like comedians and actors that we yes. hear on podcasts and things. We're always like, oh yeah, I waited tables for years before. Like you know, I've got my mm -hmm. first show or first gig. I'm like, so there's a market there are people out there we have a whole mm -hmm. pool of people 
I mean, listen, we found it at Candy and the gang. We found it over there in Atlanta. Yep. All of Candy's people are like, yeah, we don't want to be here forever. With like the exception <laughs> of two of them who take chicken and waffles like away from seriously. <laughs> like the manager and stuff, he's like, this is a professional establishment. And while it uh-huh. is, sir, it's also not. Like, <laughs> people go That's there true. knowing exactly what they're going for. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Sissy Candy and possibly Ace, because apparently Ace, her son, will deliver food to your oh my table. God. Adorable. I am concerned uh, about health code violations, but oh, you know, sweet. so shrug it <laughs> off. You're at OLG. <laughs> yeah, why not? And that's like little six, seven year old just bring you a plate of chicken and waffles with his hands like drenched in applesauce. Like I tasted it, it's good. I'd be like, oh my gosh, thank it's you. Good. It's more valuable now. <laughs> It's hilarious. I'd be so happy. Yeah, I mean, I would too. I mean, Ace is adorable to me. Top five children on Bravo. Who oh, are sure. your favorite Bravo kids? Like, oh my gosh. Well, overall. I mean, the thing is, like, we are getting into an age now where the the kids from back in the day day are like full blown adults now. So for me, Vicky's daughter Brianna. Was oh yeah, so Top great. Tier. She fought that man. Yes. <laughs> oh boy, did for she the ever. Town. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved her fire. And she would call her mom out, which I think is so important. Like Vicky is a person who needs to be called out by her loved ones occasionally. And her, and her daughter did that. Mm-hmm. And so I loved her. She was wonderful. And then there's the ones that you like just because they're cute. Right. And it's like, you know, all the Bravo babies are adorable. I love the Shaws of Sunset baby boys. I would light up when they would come on the screen just because I knew for both their mothers what the struggle was to bring them into the world. And so to see the joy of those two getting to like have their babies play together and everything, I thought that was a really sweet element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the Bravo kids are great. It is tough though sometimes, like the, the Gia situation, I don't know how you feel about it. It's rough when you have a child come on and they're kind of getting into it a little bit, getting into a little bit of the mess and the drama, but you know that no one is ever going to really consider them a peer. And so it's not equal playing field. And it's just a little, I think it makes for like some slightly awkward scenes, you know, where Gia wants to sass people and they're not going to be rude to her because she's Gia. So Mm -hmm. that's always interesting for me to see. Yeah, I agree. Like, Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Gia, where she takes it too far is that she isn't, we don't see her often enough yeah. checking Teresa. But we also, here's the, 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 the nuance to me though, is that we know Teresa doesn't handle logic. True. And I know people are saying like, neither did Vicky, but like Teresa can't digest logic. Mm-hmm. Vicky just ignored it. <laughs> True. Vicky made a choice. <laughs> yeah, she made a choice. She was smart, but she always ended up just countering everything that people said with not it's not true, not leave me alone, but with he feels my love tank and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so you're happy regardless, like overlooking everything else. And she basically would be like, yeah, pretty much. But whereas <laughs> Teresa is like, I've had baggage and she compares her going to prison for something her ex-husband did and roped her into because she wasn't even smart enough to basically separate herself from it. And she roped herself then now being on the same criminal plane or like the same baggage plane as Louis being an abuser. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, ma'am, that's not the same thing. Because the one thing Gia did say is, well, you didn't do it. Like, mm-hmm. You went to jail because of someone else. Like that was clear. Your sentence was like way less for that reason. 
but Louis is said to be an abuser. Yeah, it's different. It's totally different. Everybody has their baggage. No girl. Yeah. Huge difference between your husband, you know, this very, I'm sorry, but very like patriarchal relationship that they, that she had with her first husband coming home and telling you like, Hey, sign here. And, you know, back when I researched it forever ago, you know, before I even had my account, it, what I remember was it was documents saying that she made over a hundred thousand dollars a year. She was an executive assistant and something else. And she, she was saying, yes, that's true. So they could get a loan. And so they were like false loan documents that he could keep like getting these loans for large amounts of money. Um, so that's mm-hmm. one thing. But no, then girl, to you have, gotta have a job. I know you can't say you'd have a job when you don't have a job. <laughs> and that's the stakes of that. I don't think that she realized. I don't know if she even knew what she was signing. Who knows no, no how clue. much she was aware of. But she had no clue. Yeah. To falsify documents saying that you make X, Y, Z so that a bank will then give you money. That's bad. How Anna Delvey of her. (laughs) It's so true. But then, you know, Louis' situation where now we have seen the police reports, multiple of his first wife, you know, feeling afraid enough to call the police several times for incidents. And that's completely different. So different that I don't even know what Teresa's thinking to say that they're the same. Yeah, exactly. What's amazing to me is that she will never address the video because he won't really address it. And Mm -hmm. If she was smart enough, she would know that every time he even talks about it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. It doesn't make sense to me why she would not have pause or question herself. Like, why wouldn't you want to know? Because she's acting like she doesn't know about it. And she absolutely does. She's just let him already talk her out of it. Yeah. Out of being concerned. And what's so odd to me about this? I mean, honestly, let's say a video comes out tomorrow where you, you're on the beach crying, you're saying, you're kind of, you know, crying face, sending something back to your loved one saying like, I'm going to be a better person, um, really dedicated to our relationship, blah, blah, blah. And you've paid money. We know this to go to this like boot camp where they yell in your face and they make things hard for you and they, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. That is something private that was never meant to be shared with anyone. And that was, I guess, the point of the retreat to like break you down, get you to be honest with yourself, whatever. He's trying to work on himself. So what's shocking to me is that instead of saying to the public, like, hey, that was never meant to be shared. That was like a really raw private moment. And I was sending that to someone that I was committed to. And I was trying to be a better person. I was trying to make a relationship work that wasn't meant to be like, I can think of the most amazing talking points for that. But they don't even do that. They just say, you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that. Don't don't look at that. That was that was in my past. It doesn't matter anymore. Which is just going to make people have more questions. Because now we're that makes thinking it worse. the worst. Yeah, that makes it worse. Like, Why don't you just retreat? say like... Sure. We understand yeah. retreats over here at Bravo. Shannon and <laughs> David went on one. She laid in front mm-hmm. of a tombstone. Here exactly. lies Shannon. Like, we get it. Extreme measures need to be taken when you're a narcissist just going to therapy. That's right. That's right. So that's what's weird to me is that they treat it like it's this taboo thing. I mean, there's him like calling in that episode where he's like, I don't know if I can do this today. And she walks off camera and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, you're making it a bigger deal. Like just quickly address it and shut it down. And I'm like, are you doing it on purpose? Are we all just pawns in this? Are you dragging this out? (laughs) Are you smarter than we give you credit for? Or are you really just 
you know, handling it this way. It's, it's so odd to me. It's very interesting. I don't think that's what it is though. I think that they Mm -hmm. actually get in their heads about it and spin it up and it becomes worse. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I just think that Jersey is the only show that has two alliances that we put up with. Mm. Um, normally when the cast is so completely divided, we don't love that. We we tend as an audience to sway on the side of like anyone can get it at any time. Like old Atlanta years, like the tall versus the smalls, I didn't love. But what mm. I did love is when you never knew who was going to have a fight that year. Kenya versus yeah. Phaedra. Kenya versus Portia. Kenya versus Nene. Kenya versus anyone. Mm-hmm, true. It's what those are the times that we like. But Jersey is so specifically both sides, two different sides. You have to choose your weapon or whatever you think. And when that happens, though, there's almost no room for either team to make a lot of growth. So if yeah. people are super duper duper Marge they're and, and Jackie, they're going to want Teresa gone at some point. Me, who's not a true hugger at all, but I appreciate what she does for the show. Damn. I know that that is Teresa's show. It just is probably one of the three shows that I'm like, oh no, they're OG, that's their show. Like <laughs> if you're going to wait nine months to film because Teresa's in freaking prison, yep. that's her show. Like I see yeah. that they're trying to constantly divert away from her. They did it with the March party because she wasn't there. They're trying to see if they can make it happen without her. I think it will blow up in their faces, but also Teresa's making her own bed so she'll have to lie in it. But I think she'll go out Nini style where like she doesn't want to leave. She's over it, but she knows that she needs it. And then mm-hmm. she's resenting it. And then we resent her because she's not giving us what we used to have. Yeah. That's what I worry about because her and her family, like from the christening, you know, debacle on their appeal has been, you know, especially to me who you will never catch me showing my true feelings like in public is that is so amazing to me that they have no inhibitions and they let it out and they fight and they, you know, throw air and sunshine on any issue that they're having. And they're willing to do that. That's just the nature of their family. That's who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to find and to recreate. I think maybe I'm wrong. And there's tons of families like that in Jersey. I have no idea. But for her to now make this choice that we're not going to talk about this, don't talk about the video, blah, 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 that's poison. Teresa, your magic is that you deal with it and you talk about it with us. So Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be really interesting for her to figure out that without talking about anything you have going on, what are you bringing to the show? Mm. Us watching him read you a scroll? Like, come on. That's kind of how I say it. Like, that was weird. Like, I know. I just don't care about him. I actually think he's going to ruin her career. I worry about that. Like, yes, financially, in so many ways, obviously, they bought a house. like a, They bought a mansion with a, without a business plan mm-hmm. or a plans for a business to use it before they, she sold her other house. That's like, you know, son number one, things aren't great. <laughs> if he's already, yeah. but if he works in real estate, he would know the best thing to do since it's a seller's market right now is to sell your house first. Yeah. Sell it competitively and then you buy another mansion. You don't have two mortgages at the same time, girl. That's not I right. know. I mean, but the you know, reading his like when I did the deep dive on him and I, I pulled up all the stuff between him and his, you know, most recent ex fiance, um, 
He seemed to have a lot of liquid assets where he did not hesitate to give them out, to use them, whatever. Now, fast forward to this year, he has two large lawsuits that he's dealing with. So Mm -hmm. I am very interested to see what happens in the future because I know she was feeling pretty good about no prenup. And I think the reason she was feeling good about that is because he is and slash was quite wealthy and well-to-do. That could change. And she could be the one with more resources. And so that could be a horrible decision for her. And I hope she's paying attention. If nothing else, I hope she's paying attention to those two lawsuits right now. Mm -hmm. um, Because those are no jokes. Sadly, we know she's not. We We just know it. We know. Yeah, that's the thing. Because what you're saying makes total sense. But again, Teresa can't even digest logic. And that's why I'm looking at her daughter. I'm like, I hope you know you're not going to make it into law school. (laughs) I'm sorry. She could. Someone who wants to be a lawyer. I'm like, but she was so adamant, don't get a prenup. Mm -hmm. Maybe because she hasn't been to law school yet. I have so many friends either in law school or done with law school who are either married or not. And they're like, girl, a prenup is good if you are a waiter with a bartender. Just have a prenup. It's just a smart thing to do. But that's their side of it in their profession. So for her to be like, no, you don't need one. I'm like, you're you're going to change your mind. And I don't want it to be a hindsight was 2020 type of thing. Like when you oh. get into law school, you start reading about it and stuff. <laughs> and all of a sudden your mom doesn't have one. And you're like, uh-oh, he's going to yeah. rob her blind. Cause that'll happen. She would absolutely sign something that gave everything over to him. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's hope we have to just hope now that he wouldn't like, that's the thing is one, if you don't have a prenup and your people with a lot of, I mean, she's got so many kids too. Again, he has children, but, you know, his ex-wife is living in the United States and and I think is the primary caregiver for them or they have equal custody. I can't remember how that all worked out. But, yeah, she has nothing. Like, Joe is in Italy. So yeah. it really is all on her for kids who are still minors and I think two situations. So we worry for yeah. her. That's the thing is people don't get that. You know, when when accounts post stuff and they're like, oh, God, Teresa, please, this is bad news. It becomes, it can anyway, I've seen it become, people get upset and they say, don't badmouth Louie, Teresa's happy, leave Teresa alone. It's like, no, everyone is just concerned here. Like, this is not a hate fest. Seriously, just wake up. Like, viewers watching this are throwing red flags and we're just hoping that she is paying attention to this because we have seen some crazy stuff as Bravo fans and it will continue Mm -hmm. to happen as bad choices are made. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I worry about her and the fate of that show. I worry about the fate of Housewives in general. I actually think we're coming to a place where they need some kind of revamp or sadly, I still think they need to retire seasons or cities and then come back. Miami was canceled because people weren't crazy about it the way they should have been. And Mm -hmm. now it's a hit so much so that it's coming on two networks and people are watching it both times. Mm -hmm. Like that's a major deal because we've had time to miss it. I think we need time to miss most of these women. I think so too. I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's almost like they told Dorinda like, Hey, let's take a break. We're, like we're we're seeing too much of you. You're showing like you know your your ugly side or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So why don't they say that to a city? I completely agree. Like especially they they at least made the call like to give New York a break right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, give it a break then. Come back stronger, fix it, do whatever you need to do, but don't feel like you got to rush and throw up something just because you know you have plenty of other options. So I I do think it's good for them to be thoughtful about it. I agree. 
I think you're totally right. Like, it just would make sense for them to take some time, reevaluate, introduce some new cities. Mm-hmm. So, like, say, did it hit for you the way it was supposed to? It didn't for me. I, I stayed loyal and tried to watch it through, but it felt like a job a lot of times. Like, the, the drama just wasn't authentic enough for me. It yeah. felt more chaotic than anything else. So, here's what I realized halfway through. I kind of, I suspected it before we went into the season number two. Number first, season one was gold because my expectations were nothing. I was like, Salt Lake City? Yes, what, same. What are we doing? Yeah, same. I was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Here we are. I was like, okay, I mean, it's it's part of the job, right? This is what we train for. Let's put it on. Mm-hmm. But then it was so good and unexpected. And then the, you know, the drama of Jen Shaw, the drama of so much. But then season two, I realized that weather whether mm-hmm. was protecting Jen Shaw and keeping that storyline out of the show and instead pivoting and creating other little storylines. And that was really disappointing because, you know, we're watching to have people discuss what's happening with that. And instead we hear about Meredith's father's funeral for three episodes. Exactly. Are you kidding me? That's why at the end of the show, I maintained on this podcast and beyond that Jen Shaw is the smartest, most creative mm-hmm. and clever person I've ever seen on TV. Let me asterisk that. How we started with <laughs> the Federal Bureau of Investigation Yep, <laughs> coming to our humble, humble abode yep. of housewives. And swarming in with puffy jackets and real guns. Mm-hmm. And we somehow made it to the very end of the season reunion where she was present. And we talked about like zilch of that. Correct. She has to be the greatest mastermind of all time, which is now 100% why I get behind whatever reports the. the, the um, <laughs> that she was the kingpin? <laughs> that she was the yeah. kingpin and why she yeah. was the last person that they went for. Because how can she not be? How did we make it? How did we make it? And people were actually invested in everything else. I was the only person because I love a scam situation. Because mm-hmm. I love ultimately seeing scammers get taken down. Me too. Um, so I'm like super into that. So I'm looking for my Anna Delvey moment and it was just not happening. And I was very confused. I'm like, how did this little blonde girl in New York who just stole some money from some banks, like whoop de doo they're FDIC insured, it's fine. Yep. How is she in jail? And this woman stole money mm-hmm. from a bajillion elderly people, allegedly, mm-hmm. which we all know an elderly person has been affected by that, which is why it sucks so much yeah. more. Yeah. These are not banks. These are real people who with their hard earned like life savings and, and social securities and things. And she's on TV wearing an actual villain outfit and we aren't even treating her like such. Yep. It's you heartbreaking. It's that. terrible. It's awful. Like, I remember... Well, so first of all, I want to say something, which is that, you know, I think Jen Shaw being like a mastermind or whatever, let's be real. She got lucky. She's in Utah. Like she couldn't make it in New York is what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Or Atlanta. Are you kidding? (laughs) Hell no. Or Potomac. Just that would eat the girl (laughs) up. Like, where is your money? I don't understand. Where is your money? That's right. We see it. We don't feel it. Where is it? That's right. She'd be all right in Beverly Hills. She'd be all right yep. in Salt Lake City. She would like, not last. Yep, yep. 
anywhere else, she's not lasting five minutes. So I think that she did a good job of manipulating people who are easily manipulated. She does a great job with weather. She does a great job with, you know, making people feel like they're her bestie, which is what she did to a lot of the accounts, if you recall, making you feel real special, like you have a one-on-one relationship with her so that you'll be biased. So they won't talk badly about her. Correct. Now, that kind of stuff does not work on everybody at all. No, it didn't work on me. Correct. Same. And as soon as I saw reports about her, because she was, you know, she would go back and forth with me too. And I asked her point blank about it. I'm like, what is this that I'm, that I'm seeing here? And my thing was, what is this that I'm seeing here? That just, despite the fact that you're wearing a dress with like, you know, Kamala Biden, whatever, all over it. I Mm -hmm. just dug up stuff that you worked for a company that sold Trump University scams for like eight years or whatever. Like, can you comment? I'm like, can you comment on this? Political girl, (laughs) but like, if we don't care how you vote, if you're gonna be Trump University was one of the best scams. Like, it was a scam though. It was worth executed to date. (laughs) Yeah, it was a scam. What? I was like, what is this? I was like, I've just found this, but like this, is this, did you really like work here and like sell Trump U stuff or whatever? And then in addition, like that company, they had a waterboarding scandal. I'm like, this is wild. Like, but she was- Girl, you don't like your companies. No, like she was chief of, what was her title? I can't remember anymore. It was like chief of branding or I don't know. I can't remember anymore right now. So she was high up there. So she was like in the inner circle in my mind, seeing her title of this company. Um, And she's like, I can't talk about that right now and blah, blah, blah. And so my whole thing was like, okay, look, maybe it was a terrible place to work. She didn't have a lot of options. Like, Yeah, so she created her own empire. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't expect everybody to, to be able to have that freedom of like, the place where I work is not that great. So I'm just going to quit and have no money, right? So there's always a side of me that's like, okay, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But that was the first domino that fell. And then shortly thereafter, more stuff started coming out. And then the scandal came out. And I was like, okay, all right. This is what Again, we're doing. we made it through the entire reunion without like getting, she didn't get grilled. I mean, Erica Jane, at the very least, Andy grilled the hell out of her. I will he did. Give, her, give him that. He did not do as, as good of a job as I would have. But that's Same. why um, she answered him and not us. Because <laughs> I would have taken her ass to task. But Jen didn't get any of that. Instead, she was able to do her own song and dance and pivot. And yeah. she made some things about like her sons. We definitely saw her a thousand percent using a nice little racial slur. Yes, she was using it in reference to what was said to her. But mm. as a, again, non-African-American person, though, I think she really does believe she is. I she does. She identifies. She believes. For sure. She identifies yeah. by mm-hmm. like association, mm-hmm. which if that's the case, I am identifying as white for the rest of my life. <laughs> I have yes. enough white friends. I'm going to go ahead and say I am a white person. Please go for treat it. me as such from now on. <laughs> like if it's if that's how it works. <laughs> so because she's just out here saying things and she made it about her sons and still nothing. And I'm like, but do you understand that instead of people, like instead of repeating and going off and repeating the racial things that were said about your sons to like really drive the point home when girl, we already know, like. Yes, mm-hmm. it's bad. You don't need to reiterate to us how bad the word is. But like, instead of going off about that, why not think about and do some introspection on how your actions have put them in this line of She danger? never will. She never will. Because you do have two Black sons and a Black husband. 
And you have seen after 2020 that what can happen to them and what, well, I mean, she's obviously known before, but like when the whole world saw it, we were all a little bit concerned when the feds came to her door, mm -hmm. she's not there, but her black sons and her black nephew are. And we're mm -hmm. all like, oh my God, there are assault rifles being pointed at them in their home because of you girl. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe instead of being like, oh, social media is so mean and racist to them. Yeah, girl, we know. <laughs> yes. You know what's avoidable though? <laughs> I hope it was worth it for her and Stu Chase. I do. Honestly. And it's like that little, you know, Ferrari, whatever they were driving around in, all the material goods, depreciating assets left and right. I hope it was all worth it because it's coming crashing down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, what do you think of the help Beverly Hills, the trailer, and are you excited for it? You know, people are excited. I have joined with Chelsea from Ono Chels and been cautiously optimistic because <laughs> um, they've always done this to us. It's like they always do. And then we're like, this was not it because they drag out one thing for like 10 episodes. And then we're yeah. like, okay, I'm tired now. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay but now with so much that we know more it's the same thing as last time we know more about the erica jane um filing mm -hmm. and the documents and the charges after they're done filming than we do when they're filming yeah yeah that's true so i try to remain dead inside as i watch trailers for new seasons <laughs> Because I know that they, it's all smoke and mirrors and they do everything they can possibly do to make us feel like, oh, things unexpected are happening this year. Things you never would have seen coming, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, maybe Kathy falls from grace. We'll see if that truly happens or people have beef with her. Am I shocked that Kyle Richards is, is hashing it out with another sister on this show? No, I feel like that's her therapy. <laughs> so we're going to see more of that. Um, Am I shocked that Erica is showing her ass a little bit? No, we know who she is. Tell us more. Keep talking. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Rena smirking. And we'll see what's, we'll see what it delivers, to be honest with you. But here's where I get really jaded. So we were talking about the alliances and how that can make things no longer fun. That's how I feel about Beverly Hills. If you remember the reunion from last season, that moment when Rena taps on Dorit's leg when she's like going a little too hard for Erica. She like does this gentle tap and they give each other a look. I feel like so much of Beverly Hills is coordinated and mm -hmm. they're not being honest at all. And it really nope. is, it truly is to me like Garcelle, um, Crystal. And I think that might be it like against the world. So I think they're the mm -hmm. only two like, Oh, Sutton, those three. I, and I think everybody else is just trying to do what Weather did, which is keep the the bad thing from being talked about. Make life easy for Erica. Make it make her have a good time at this party. We're not going to bring that up. We're not going to. It. She didn't know the whole thing. Just keep it going. Keep it light. 
So the moments where they show those cracks in the trailer, I hope that those outweigh the BS, but we'll see. Yeah, we will definitely see those. We've been deceived many times before, but you're mm-hmm. right. Like those moments where, you know, you know, last season, Jareet totally flips on us and she's telling us, you know, diametrical opposite. We don't yeah. know who she is, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, that's not the case anymore when she's in front of her. And that's what made Erica so upset when Kyle and Dorit were laughing so much when her yep. their husbands were talking yep. shit about them because she's like, they also very well should know about the alliance. But the husbands are like, <laughs> we've been in financial trouble legally before and we're not going back. Like, we don't want to be involved. It's not something that's funny, especially like, mm-hmm. which I also find a little bit ironic because like in Beverly, it, Kyle's new tagline should be in Beverly Hills, you can have financial troubles, but don't be a scammer. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Because like Mauricio and PK have both been sued for fraudulent type things and not being totally honest about their monies. But Erica is like the bottom of the barrel. Don't do Next it. Level. Cheat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Next like, that's level. not how that works. You also just don't steal from people, period, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. But like now, again, we know more we knew that some shit was brewing when she was filming last season then the season came out and before the reunion we got all the information of what she was involved in now we know about what she was involved in or alleged to be involved in we're filming we're like okay there's not much that's happened they're done filming and before the show has even come out we know that she's now had extra charges added to everything yeah and it's yeah. now said to not just be involved in or around or it, it's not even that did she know we don't know it's now they think the government, I guess, believe they have sufficient enough evidence to go ahead and charge her with being like the front person for it and to be so knowing and involved that she's getting charged with some things herself. Yeah. So Edelson's most recent filing, let me pull it up. Actually, I had the PDF up earlier. <laughs> See, listen, prepare. This is a job, guys. It we is. are hardworking individuals. Like, ooh, I'm off this week on spring break. And what am I doing? Going on a deep dive about Erica Chain. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is our calling. No, honestly, I, I might have to buy like an external hard drive. That's how many documents I have for just Eric Jane stuff. I have zero pictures of my life or my fiance anymore. Uh-huh. Everything is a meme, a screenshot, a GIF, something that someone put on stories, like collecting yep. just like files, just data. So from what I can remember, because I have too many files um, and my PDF is freaking out right now, but she, um, this was Edelson that did this. So this is the, the law firm. So it wasn't the government yet. It's the law firm that partnered with Girardi Keys to help represent the Lion Air victims when the Boeing airplane crash happened. And so Mm -hmm. what Edelson is alleging, and they're basing this off of a couple different things, one of which is the footage that Bravo provided to them um, that they say they don't believe that Bravo has given them all of the footage that they need, which is like shook me to my core to hear him say that. Um, But they are alleging that she was the front woman for essentially a Ponzi scheme. So they're saying Girardi yep. Keese was a Ponzi scheme, which Giant. not to say that they didn't, you know, they got settlements for people. They did this, they did that, but they're essentially saying that there, it was a shell game the whole time because it was so overextended to either support, you know, Mr. Girardi and Erica's lifestyle 
or bad financial decisions they had made, who knows, um, but that they really were always robbing Peter to pay Paul. And that is the Ponzi scheme nature of that business. Yeah, that's exactly they, how that works. Too often would say to them, okay, Monty, yeah, you know, you won your $10 million, but that's so much money. You know what? Here's a million. And then we'll just give you a million when you need another million because they don't have your 10 million. Right. Because as soon as that check came in from Boeing, they spent it because they had to spend it. And so they'll mm -hmm. give you a little bit just to keep you on the hook, but they don't have the money. And so that's, that's the thing. And so they're saying she was the front woman, whether or not she had full visibility into it. I'm still waiting for, you know, courts and receipts and all that good stuff. But um, her whole singing, dancing, uh, patting the puss operation was part of the front of that. And then her being on TV talking about the amazing capabilities and success of Girardi Keys was also being the front woman. So she helped them to get more clients. She helped this operation to keep going and stay strong and have the reputation that it had. And so that's mm -hmm. a part of it too. Yeah, I completely see that. Like, I will never know why these women and people decide to go on TV. Me when neither. They know they the narcissism, I've never been a narcissist, so I can't fathom it. Like, why Jane Shaw will go on there and be spending so know. much money visibly? Why Erica would go on there when Tom had been sued for mm -hmm. financial things beforehand. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? Go on there and flaunt <laughs> my wealth all yeah. over the place. She even told yeah. me before, I like being rich a lot more than I like being poor. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, again, don't know any lawyer. I know plenty <laughs> of lawyers. Not a one of them has a private jet. Yep. And I think they're still good lawyers. I just think that maybe Tom should not have had a private jet. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he was um, obsessed. Then, He's obsessed. Yeah, he was obsessed. Louis is on. Like, I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. But that's why it's not us. That's why, you know, us normal people who are not scamming people don't go yeah. on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like that old joke. It's like, you know, a man will really run a 40-year Ponzi scheme, buy portions of airplanes and blah, 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 to make the world want to envy him and think he's great rather than go to therapy. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. Like, yes. these people have Just stuff they need to work out. To they have stuff that's wrong. It's like this empty yeah. void within their soul, and they're filling it with like the adoration of strangers and the you know envy of strangers instead of working on whatever this broken thing is inside of them and it's all fake it's just this house of cards yes i don't get it this therapist is so much cheaper yeah so much. Really is. so much less damage <laughs> and you would be so much more happy and satisfied with the things that you actually have yeah and but see what's interesting to me about Erica Jane though is she's really relishing this this uh, villain role of hers, and so that's why I, mm -hmm. I don't give her any air anymore. I don't give her any attention. See, at first, like last season though, she was playing into being she a was. villain. This yeah. season, it's like, oh no, you're just a villain. Like on the yeah. inside, you're just not good. <laughs> yeah. But when yeah. she yells, you want a side. <laughs> a she thinks that there's sides. There's so much to unpack here. You yes. want to side with the victims uh -huh. because you think it's cool, yeah. but I only care about me. So mm -hmm. let's start at the top. There mm -hmm. are no sides, just victims and people who have abused them and hurt them. And we're not siding with the victims because we believe they should not have been hurt and are owed justice. Mm -hmm. And it's not cool to think that people who have been robbed of something deserve what they were supposed to get. Yeah. by people who t they trusted to give it to them. 
And you don't care about the victims, you admit. You only care about yourself, meaning you know there are victims. You know that we should be siding with them. You think that it's only cool because it's not against you and you don't do it. You're like making sure you're like, but I don't. Like I only care about me. I don't care mm-hmm. about victims. I'm like, oh. So no one do you acknowledge about that there are victims from your husband, but you don't care about them? Mm-hmm. That's some real ease my shit. Okay, here's the thing. She's never cared. That's my personal opinion. No, of course not. But for her to admit it. <laughs> no, but I'm, I mean, too, like, I think my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion, is that she always knew Tom made his money a little bit dirty. And she was fine with it because it gave her the life she wanted. You know? I always thought that if anything, if it was ignorance, it was blissful and she chose mm-hmm. it. Like she, but she's not for an sure. idiot. Just because you choose to look the other way doesn't mean that you don't know something on the other side of where you're not looking is happening. Yeah. And she knew that. Yeah. If the person you're married to, you know their personality type, and I think they're very similar to each other. And I think that she, you know, is drawn to that kind of, again, this is like inner toxicity and like, you know, internalized misogyny. And I look at her and I think like, you really thought because the guy was old that he was smarter than you, better than you, and he got to boss you around. Like, okay, that's something within yourself, <clears throat> you know, to deal with. Because um, mm-hmm. he just, he's not smarter than you. He's just a, a shit talker. You know, he's just a manipulative person. He's not better than you. He's not doing amazing things with your money. You know, with all the time, decades that you had amazing resources, she could have educated herself and done amazing things with money. But I think there are certain people, you know, Erica, want to be like taken care of. She wanted to just spend money and, and have her music videos paid for and whatever. And so you, you get what you want, right? That's what you wanted. So mm-hmm. you had no insight. And so now you can't say like you're crying because you had no idea how he was making his money. I think that she did have an idea because she says she was at the law firm every single day for the first like 10 years they were married. So how did you have no insight into how the law firm was working? And again, how does he always just give you cash on you when we've seen you spend money in other countries and places as if you did not have to worry about your own cash limit? Yeah, there's a lot of questions I have. He always just had cash. I gave him all my money. So your entire paycheck of 600K a year from Bravo, you just hand it over to him. And it doesn't make sense because she's so defiant and, and boss lady kind of like in her book and in other interviews where she's like, I don't know, I control my own money and blah, blah, blah. And Tom doesn't, you know, she wants to seem like that strong, independent. She like seems desperate to be perceived that way in the first couple of seasons. You can't have it both ways. It, like, which is it? No. Are you a boss bitch exactly. who like runs your own show and pays Mikey and makes money from doing your music video stuff? which now we know that that was always operating at a loss pretty much. I'm very, very, very interested for the, for the court proceedings. I cannot wait. If that's open to the public, oh, please. Oh, please let that be televised, mm-hmm. you know? Can't wait to see it all. I will be zooming in every day. Yeah. Every day. So. Oh, gosh. Before we get um, going, what other shows are you watching? What are you enjoying? Bravo, non-Bravo? What's what's on your TV? So one of my favorites of all time, it will always be a favorite, is Below Deck, sailing or traditional, just because mm-hmm. they switch it up. They switch it up yeah. and they have a job. So you're watching people like against all odds, trying to do their work, having relationships with each other and with these crazy people who rent, you know, the boat or the sailing sh- yacht, whatever. And so I love it. I think it's always mm-hmm. fascinating 
and I really enjoyed it. It's so much different than Real Housewives where they get into a rut. Like there are no ruts to be had on Below Deck. Oh, of course. Yeah, for me, y'all, I have been watching um, the the Secrets of Playboy on Hulu. Oh. It is, I mean, I've always said Holly Madison's book is one of the best tell-alls I've ever read. I've read many and I love that one a lot. Um, it's amazing what we let Hugh Hefner get away with before he, he passed on. Um, that I've been watching, it's been really, really good and insightful even for what I thought I knew. He's always more around the corner. Um, and also uh, the ultimatum on Netflix is very Ooh. good. It is like a love is blind type of thing, but with so much more at stake, there are couples who are already in a relationship, like a deep relationship. And one person is like, I am ready to be married and you are dragging your feet. And I really want to get into that. So I need you to either put up or shut up. Either we're going to get married or we're going to walk away. And they spend only the first episode for like 10 minutes. Are they actually still a couple? By the end of the episode, they have to start breaking up, dating other people that are there who are also in the same predicament. <gasps> and then they pick someone and spend three weeks living with this person as like a trial husband or a trial wife. What? And after the three weeks is over and some feel things for each other, some are using the other person as like a therapy for their relationship. Then they go back and go back with their partner and live with them for three weeks. Oh my God. And at the end of it, it's either someone's getting on a knee or someone's not getting on a knee or someone's getting on a knee for somebody else. Wow. It okay, is you just very sold good. me on it's it. Not in even an, it's like not in a hokey tone. It's not like, mm. you know, Temptation Island or like really like ridiculous or like something like that. It has a very love is blind tone. So it's very mm. like serious. They're taking this seriously. There's like real emotions involved. It's fantastic. And it's been a binge and I have been binging it so much. I've actually tried to slow it down because I want to wait, but that is really great. <laughs> um, and also selling sunset is coming back to Netflix, April 22nd. So I'll be watching that. I find that to be so entertaining. My theory when possibly inebriated, possibly not, we don't know. Every time I get there, I always think, what if all of these shows are just actors? <gasps> I know. Because how do they get so good at getting the scene? Yeah, exactly. I think they are actors. Didn't someone say that the Selling Sunset, like that they are, that they yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, well, we know that the main star was a soap opera actress. Yeah, Chriselle was. I mean, yes, I do believe that they do still do real estate, but I also believe the same theory of like everyone in LA wants to somehow be in entertainment, and True. that is what they're good at. Yeah. So, I, but I still watch. I'm still obsessed. And Selling Tampa was actually even better to me because they actually are real realtors. Um, mm -hmm. Half of people might have thought that the, the drama was kind of slow, but I was like, their drama was about real estate, which is kind of the whole point what it should have been. <laughs> yeah. They would get mad if someone would take their listing because that's their bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's real if they care yes. about the listing. <laughs> exactly. Well, y'all, thank you again so much for being on here. We're going to wrap it up here. Tell everyone where they can find you and get more of your deep dive, like the best account. Oh, thank you so much. It's Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo on Instagram. I have a Twitter. I don't use it. But yeah, that's where I put a lot of my stuff. I need to d diversify my portfolio and get more on TikTok and other places. But right now, that's where everything is. I mean, uh, that's a whole new beast to learn. But. It is. <laughs> um, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all so much for listening to this bonus episode. Thank you for making it happen. I am... 
Monty, and you can find me anywhere you are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere you podcast and Patreon at Mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. For merch, it's tpublic, T-E-E, public.com slash mixing dash with dash money and thank you for listening see you next time bye for more about me bravo housewives pop culture and so much more follow me on instagram at mixing with money m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i so you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.